Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yanyan. Today is our second day teaching on the subject of Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals us. But today we're going to talk about what unites us together as believers, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. By uniting us by his blood, then all these other provisions can come to us, whether it's the meeting of needs in this life or whether it's divine healing. So let's go to the word of God and find out about the Lord who has saved us by his blood. For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian. Hello, welcome back to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. Great to have you back with us today. A whole new day to serve God, a whole new day to love God, a whole new day to tell people about Jesus Christ. Nothing wrong with yesterday, but today is supposed to be a better day. You understand that every day is better through Jesus Christ. So again, in the study of the Word, Although we're teaching on the subject of divine healing and began it yesterday, today's a whole new area to take a look at the Lord Jesus Christ and especially the second member of the Godhead. We're talking about Jehovah, the name for Jesus Christ, the ever-present, the one who is the manifested member of the Godhead. We know him as Jesus Christ. And we're talking about seven Old Testament titles attached to him that carry right on into the New Testament. The first one is Shama, S-H-A-M-M-A-H, which is the Lord is present. The New Testament tells us Jesus Christ has been made near to us by the blood of his cross, and we have been made near to him by the blood of his cross. The next was shalom. This is the word for peace. And we are told in the word of God that Jesus Christ has been made peace to us, and we have peace with him by the blood of his cross. And so again, that's the second one, Jehovah shalom. We have been justified by faith and have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The third one is Jehovah Ra'ah, R-A-A-H. This is the Lord, our shepherd. And he was known as the Lord, their shepherd in the Old Testament, the 23rd Psalm. He's also the Lord of us also as our shepherd. And there Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And he talked about in the book of Acts where Paul is speaking out there and Peter is speaking out there. He talked about the flock of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. So we are part of that flock. The fourth one is Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. And there he says, your needs have been met according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. This is the aspect of the Lord that provided for them in the Old Testament, water in the desert and food in the desert and all their needs is the same one that meets all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We are told also that he became poor, that through his poverty, we might be rich. Number five is Jehovah Nissi, N-I-S-S-I. And this is the Lord, our victory, the Lord, our banner. This is a military term that when we go to battle, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we can be assured no matter how big the battle, no matter how hard the fight, that we will come out as victors on the other side if we'll just stick with God's word, continue to walk in faith. It may look like we're down, but we're going to end up at the end standing up and Satan will be on the mat. I love that term. The next is Sid Kenyu, T-S-I-D-K-E-N-U, Jehovah Sid Kenyu, and this is the Lord, our righteousness. We've been told in the New Testament that we have the gift of righteousness. In the Old Testament, they were accounted righteous. We have actually been given righteousness. And the Bible says that Jesus became sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. This is the New Testament 
uh, translation and use of the word Jehovah Tzidkenu, the Lord our righteousness. The one we're talking about in this particular series on healing is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. And we're told in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 53 and verse four, that he took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And Jesus repeated this in the New Testament in the book of Matthew, we are told through the Holy Spirit that Jesus healed all that were sick and he, that, that, that was fulfilled by Isaiah the prophet himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And then also Isaiah 53 says that with his stripes we were healed. This is told us in the book of 2 Peter that with his stripes we were healed. This is Jehovah Rapha. This is all in the book that I have right here, The Grace of Healing. And I'm sure that you'd love to have a copy of this. The announcer will come on at halftime and tell you how you can have a copy of it too. You'll be blessed by this book. And my favorite chapter is chapter three. You'll be blessed by chapter three. And I'm not gonna tell you what it is. It's just a surprise when you get there to find out what God has already done in your body, how he's built your body, how he's equipped your body to handle sickness and disease. Even if you're not a Christian, he's built it into your body. Oh, the grace of God and the grace of healing. So Exodus chapter six, I want you to turn there because we're gonna talk more about the meaning of the title, Jehovah. Let's take a look at Exodus chapter six, verses two, three, and six. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the rod. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as almighty God. By my name, Lord, I was not known to them. Therefore, say to the children of Israel, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. No longer El Shaddai, but Jehovah. No longer the God of all power. He's now known as Jehovah. Jehovah means more than salvation. It includes deliverance. It includes protection. It includes provision. It provides victory. It gives guidance to us and also healing. And it's called Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. And this is how he introduces himself as the God Almighty, but now as Jehovah, the one who's bringing all of God's aspects, provisions and everything down to the human level where he supplies it for people. And he does it through a human manifestation and that is Jesus Christ coming into this earth. All this is prophetic, speaking about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 12 tells us in verses two and three, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid for Yah, this is Yahweh and also the term for Jehovah. We could say Jehovah for Jehovah, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has also become my salvation. Therefore with joy, you will draw water. That's more provisions after salvation from the wells of salvation. I love what Jesus said to the woman at the well that day. He said, look, he said, you come here to get water, but the water I'm gonna put inside of you will be a well of water springing up into eternal life. She said, I've never heard of that. He said, yes, you gotta keep coming back to this well, but the one I'm gonna give you will keep on springing up eternal life inside of you. And she said, how can I get hold of this well? He was talking about the new birth. He was talking about spiritual thirst, spiritual hunger. We know that God said he would provide for us and we would no longer be hungry. We would be fed forever from him. We'll no longer be thirsty because inside of us is that well of water springing up into everlasting life. And then past that point, he promised if we would be filled with the Holy Spirit, this is the manifestation of him coming upon us, speaking with tongues. He said that out of your belly, the innermost beings of you would flow rivers, plural rivers of living water. 
what's the difference between wells of water inside of you for you to drink from and then well and then also rivers flowing out of you the difference is power all right jesus said you should receive power after the holy spirit's come upon you and that's those rivers of water just bursting out from the inside of you power from heaven to heal the sick cast out devils bring provisions in life to people help to people in life this is the many things we have through being filled with the holy spirit but when you're born again you have a well of water springing up into everlasting life on the inside of you and she says i want that so she received Jesus as Savior, then ran back into town and brought out the men of the city, and they also received Jesus as Lord and Savior. I want you to notice what this verse says, he is my salvation. It also means he will also become my salvation, and that's going to heaven and nothings, but my salvation begins when I accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, and then goes right on from there into my everyday life and right on into eternity. In heaven, my salvation will be seen as complete. Again, this is we're talking about Jehovah Rapha and the many other blessings that God has provided through the cross, but specifically, we're talking about healing today. Again, healing is not the most important thing Jesus did on the cross. He also died for our financial blessing. Again, this is brought out in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 9, that on the cross, he became poor for us that we through his poverty might be rich. He's talking about the riches of life. But just like with healing, healing's not the most important thing. It's temporary. And also provisions in life, that is prosperity. This is not the most important thing he did on the cross. The most important thing he did on the cross and the only eternal thing he did on the cross was redeem us from our sins. The other two are designed as help to get people saved. Why does God give us health? So we can get out of bed and go minister to people. Again, I brought the story out yesterday, but I love it, where Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law from a fever. And the moment she was healed, she got up and ministered to them. Why don't we tell people that? You know why God wants you off this bed? Not so you can take a vacation, sit in front of the TV and watch your programs again. God wants you healed and up so you can go out and tell people about Jesus Christ. Your feet are made as vessels to take you to the sick, to the needy, and get them healed and get them saved and bring into the kingdom of God. And then also with finances. Finances are not so you will no longer be broke and be living from paycheck to paycheck and have enough money to go on a vacation, buy some nicer food. Money is coming to you. First of all, the first principle of finances is so you can give into the gospel to see people as Lord and Savior receive Jesus Christ. So Isaiah chapter 26 Verses three and four says this, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for in Yah, this is Yahweh and also a term for Jehovah, the Lord is everlasting strength. Our mind needs to remain on the Lord and this brings us everlasting strength. Jehovah Rapha. Exodus chapter 15 and verse 26 says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will allow none of these diseases on you, which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. And this is the word Rapha. So the first name of the Lord given after the Red Sea or redemption, a type of redemption was Jehovah Rapha. The Lord is our healer. God gave this name to Moses for the healing of the people. 
as he showed Moses a tree at Marah. That tree was to be cut down, that dead tree, and the moment it hit the water, the bitter waters were turned to sweet. It's a type of the cross. I want you to notice that the name Jehovah Rapha was introduced to Moses at a tree. It's part of salvation. It's what Jesus did for us on the cross. At salvation, the Lord, my shepherd, my righteousness and provider, victory, ever present, now becomes also my healer. So it comes back to this, that healing is part of the package of salvation. Exodus chapter six and verse six. I need to draw it out of a well, Isaiah chapter 12 and verse three, it's in me. I need to meditate on healing scriptures, Isaiah chapter 26 and verse three. 2 Peter 1, 4 says, whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises that by these we might be partakers of the divine nature, what Jesus did on the cross, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. So these exceeding great and precious promises are given to us to meditate on and we can move past the point of just being saved to also being healed and blessed in this lifetime to turn around and heal and bless other people. See you right after the break. How much faith do I need to be healed? In The Grace of Healing, Bob Yandian answers this question and reveals the missing ingredient to the healing you've been praying for, grace. Throughout church history, the doctrines of grace and faith have been taken to separate extremes as they relate to healing. The result is that many believers struggle to receive healing from God. Those on the side of grace deny the need for faith, believing that God only heals a select few. For those who only see a need for faith, the pursuit of healing becomes a legalistic struggle to change God's mind. Pastor Bob takes a different approach with practical biblical teaching that balances both elements of grace and faith. You'll find the healing you've been waiting for when you find the missing ingredient of grace. To order The Grace of Healing, visit bobyandian.com. Theology Simplified is a practical guide to foundational biblical truth. Basic doctrines are not difficult, but easy to understand. They often become disguised as complicated or deep-sounding words, but the definitions are simple. Using straightforward vocabulary and down-to-earth examples, Pastor Bob makes complex theological concepts clear and practical. Eight crucial doctrines of the Christian faith are demystified. Redemption, justification, sanctification, reconciliation, predestination, election, propitiation, and glorification. These eight precepts, essential for all believers to understand, come to light as you read and arrive at a deeper understanding of the finished work of Jesus Christ. This understanding will allow you to walk in more maturity and stability in your Christian life. To order Theology Simplified, visit our website at bobyandian.com. Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, Visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on Partnership.
In Acts chapter 17, verses 24 through 26, I'm not gonna quote it, I'm just gonna give you a kind of an overall look at it. We are told there that God has made of one blood all men to dwell on the face of the earth and has predetermined the times and the boundaries of our habitation. What does this mean? You had no choice as to when you would be born and where you would be born. I'm gonna tell you something else. You had no choice as to your race, your gender, your age, your color, your income, your social status. None of those things were your choice. They were God's choice. You know, today we have some people complaining about, you know, well, I'm black and therefore I'm not equal to a white person. The white person talk about, well, I should feel bad because I'm white. We have people everywhere and they're male or female. We're taught to feel differently toward each other. The point of it is, did you choose what color you wanted to be? Did you choose your race? Did you choose your gender? Did you choose your color? Did you choose your income status, your social status? Did you choose where you were going to be born? Did you choose when you were going to be born? Did you choose your parents? I mean, we're coming down to a list of things you had no choice in. Then how can you claim superiority or inferiority for something you did not choose? It was God's choice. And God has a plan for your life. Despite what people say about your color, despite what people say about your gender, despite what people say about your age, and they categorize and break us up into all different levels, get us fighting or feeling inferior or superior to others in those other areas when God never intended that at all. You were born for such a time as this. This is your day. And no matter what else is in your life, you know what? God has a plan for you. And so when we get to heaven, we're all going to be standing outside the throne of God of every kindred, tribe, tongue, nationality, all these different things will be praising God for one thing we have in common. And that was the fact that we've been saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we all began with one blood. We all came from Adam. And from Adam, all these other blood types came, all these other colors came, all these other genders came. But we can look back to one physical father, that is Abraham, and one spiritual father, that is God himself. And the point of it is it comes back to it. We don't need to have all those other things. So no matter what a person may say about me about being a human being, about being a man, I didn't choose to be a man, but you know what? I'm glad I am. God put me this way. He had a plan for me. He had a plan for the time period I was born in. My daughters often said she wished she was born back in the 1940s because it was such a wonderful time after the war. And I told her, sorry, can't do it. You were born in the the 1970s. So that's that's what you know God has, and he has you born for such a time as this. And we're having Christians today with all the problems we're having with government, all the problems we're having with the different social issues of life, and they're feeling bad, saying, I wish I was born at some other time. No, you were born for this time. Wake up to it. Use the power of God. And listen, you could not make an impact if you were born 40 years before like you're making today, or 40 years after this like you were born today. You were picked, handpicked for the time you're in right now, and we were coming from one blood. He is made of one blood, all men. Think about this. What unites us is blood. What's below the surface of the skin. If you have the same blood type as I do, and I need a blood transfusion, I'm dying because I need a blood transfusion, and they bring the blood in, how stupid it would be of me to say, what color was this? Was this a man or a woman? I don't want woman's blood in me. I don't want Asian blood in me. We could go down the list of different types of things and argue, but what's the point? Without this, you're going to die because what's below the skin, inside, on the inside, blood, bone marrow, all those different things, as long as they're the same blood type as we are, we can have a transfusion from them, and that is God's plan. You notice this? I mean, when we have blood, we get blood from somebody else, but you notice there's one thing we can't have from somebody else, skin. 
Skin, that's what separates us all. The one thing, and the, you know, the skin, Jesus didn't shed his skin for us. Jesus shed his blood for us, and that's for all nationalities, kindreds, tribe, tongue, and color. So it simply comes back to this. We're divided by race, gender, all these things in this natural life, because that's what people want us to focus on. I'm focused on one thing. I have the blood of Jesus Christ in me. He unites me with everybody else around me. And on top of that, he has made me who I am, and I'm something special in his eyes. I am one of a kind. Nobody else has my fingerprints, has ever had these fingerprints, will ever have these fingerprints. This one is unique and it's different from this one over here, even though it's the same finger on both hands. It's different. I'm telling you, God put in me all types of things to make me so I am unique and there's nobody else ever has been, is, or ever will be just like me. I might have some things that are common with other people, but I am me and uniquely me. So again, we have different personalities. We have our, we have different likes and dislikes. We have different temper, uh, tempers, and we have different patience levels, appreciation of music or arts or things like that. Some have little care about it. Some greatly appreciate it. The world makes much about our differences, but again, one thing unites us, and that's he's made of one blood, all nation on the face of the earth. We all came from Adam and Eve, and again, we came from Noah back there, but coming through all those people, our spiritual life began by being born again, and we were saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Blood is the same worldwide. Again, if you need a transfusion, uh, the blood came from just anyone. It wouldn't matter if they were male or female, black or white, rich or poor, educated, uneducated. It's the blood type that matches, and so anyone's blood can save your life. And it comes back to this again. When we come to bring the message of the Lord Jesus Christ, quit looking at who brought it to you. Again, might say, well, you know, the door, somebody knocks at the door. Listen, if somebody was delivering to you a check, you know those big checks you get whenever the uh, uh, football games are on, you know, that time of the year and they had to have those big checks and sign up for this publisher's clearinghouse. And if you do, you, we might knock on your door and we're gonna give you a $25 million check. I mean, how incredible that be. And so imagine that you're the one. There's a knock at your door and the door opens up and there's a man standing out there with one of those big cardboard checks and says, you have just won from the publisher's clearinghouse $25 million. And you start screaming, jumping up and down, all that, you know, and after a while he gets the car, drives off and somebody's talking to you and you tell him, and you're just so excited, you tell your best friend and they say, uh, what was the man's name that came? You go, I don't know. He just gave me, brought me a check for $25 million and you say, and he says, well, what kind of car was it? I don't know what kind of, I didn't notice. It doesn't matter the car. It doesn't matter if it was a man or a woman. It doesn't matter if it's an old person or a young person. The point of it was they brought me a million, a $25 million check. What is the point on this? Why am I bringing this up? It's because when somebody brings you Jesus Christ, they are bringing the most important thing in the universe, better than $25 million. And so quit arguing about all the things that men and women argue about. What church did they come from? What, you know, what denomination did they come from? Uh, were they old? Were they young? I don't know. The point of it was they brought me eternal life. And this is what God is simply telling us. Do what I've asked you to do. And you are specially anointed, just you. I will give you things to say. I will show you things through the Holy Spirit. So again, quit going to a church and you care about the color of the pastor, the preacher who's up there. It makes no difference. What color Jesus was makes no difference. And there are people making major deals out of it, trying to make him darker or lighter or whatever. What difference does it make? Blood is outside the prejudices 
of man. There's no such thing as black blood, white blood, old blood, educated blood, male or female blood. Jesus, again, did not shed his skin for us. He shed his blood for us. The thing that unites us is what Jesus Christ did for us. You know, in Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 28, it talks about the blood of the covenant. And the blood of the covenant is broken down into so many different things. These are great verses to look up. I'm not quoting them again today. They are just out there for you. But let me just talk, talk about some things that's found in the blood of the covenant. John chapter six, verses 53 through 56 talks about that God dwells uh, in me and I dwell in him. This is found in verse 56. The blood of the covenant made Jesus Christ and God the Father and the Holy Spirit lived in me. In me dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Because I'm in Jesus Christ and in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily inside of me. I have the indwelling Holy Spirit, indwelling God the Father and the indwelling Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28 talks about that he has purchased us with his own blood. This is speaking of the church of which we're a member of. He has purchased us with his own blood. The shedding of blood is what brought remission of sins. But at the same point that Jesus was shedding his blood, his body was being broken up for us because with his stripes we are healed. At the same time, Jesus took our sins. He also took our sicknesses and our diseases. I brought it out so emphatically yesterday. I want to bring it out emphatically right now. Of the three things that Jesus did for us on the cross, he brought us salvation, he brought us healing, and he also on the cross died that we through his poverty might be rich. It's not talking about being outstandingly, hugely wealthy. It's talking about more than enough to meet our needs, but also have enough left over to give to others. This is the purpose of prosperity, and Jesus died for all three, but only one is eternal, and that is going to heaven, receiving Jesus as our Savior. The other two are temporary. Finances are only good for life. Healing is only good for life, but salvation is eternal. You understand that, you can understand what the other two were for. For first of all, I got saved and that brought me salvation forever. I, I received eternal life. But also, healing has been given to us as something temporary, but it's while we're here. And what's the purpose of healing for? Not again, so that you can have uh, healing and you know watch your TV shows and, and not do anything. No, it's so you can get out of bed and go minister to somebody. And finances are the same thing. The main purpose of finances that God gives us in life is to give to the gospel. It's he that gives you power to get wealth in order that his covenant may be established which is on the earth. Romans chapter uh, three and verse 25 talks about propitiation and righteousness through faith came by his blood. Romans chapter five and verse nine says we are justified by his blood. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 16 says we have the communion and that is the fellowship of believers through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Why can I as a charismatic have fellowship with a Presbyterian as long as we are both born again? It's the one thing that brings in common all of us together and allows us to go into heaven. God's not gonna tell us when we get to heaven what denomination we're using. He's gonna ask one question, if you even ask questions, and how can I let you in here? We, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. He will not ask us whether we believe in the rapture of the church. He won't ask us if we believe in closed communion, open communion, water baptism by immersion or sprinkling. None of that will be brought up. What's gonna be brought up is one thing. Did you open up your life and accept me as Lord and Savior? The answer is yes. He'll have eternity to straighten out all these other things. 
Ephesians 1.7, Colossians 1.14, we have redemption through his blood. Oh, the precious blood of Jesus that unites us all together and brings not only uniting together, but opens up the door for us to all commonly receive divine healing by him also. Ephesians chapter two and verse 13 says, we were made near or close to him by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter one and verse 20 says, we have peace or reconciliation through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews 13, 12, he sanctified the people with the blood. First Peter 1, 19, we've been redeemed with the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. First John 1, 7, we have fellowship one with another by the blood of Jesus Christ. And Revelation chapter one and verse five says, he has washed us from our sins by his own blood. What a great revelation. We'll see you tomorrow. You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts by visiting our website at bobyandian.com. Join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. If you would like to contact Bob Yandian Ministries, visit bobyandian.com and click on Contact. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast. We'll see you next time on Student of the Word with Bob Yandian.